And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying together, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Christmas just can't help but draw us to the past, to nostalgia. I, for instance, have very, very vivid memories of Christmas's past, particularly church memories, both before and after I became a pastor. I can remember standing on the pews in my home church, holding a candle in my hand, probably a little too young to be holding a candle in my hand. But I can remember seeing the person in front of me on the final verse, not just holding the candle in front of them, but lifting the candle up high. And everybody in the room did it at the same moment. I can, I can, I can just see it. It's like I'm there. I can remember the Christmas Eve and, and the hush, the sort of uh, the sound being evaporated from the sanctuary when the associate pastor used a curse word in his Christmas Eve sermon. I can remember two years ago, Christmas Eve, the pageant here, one of our angels came up and she was standing by this manger right here with this little plastic baby Jesus. And Mary was supposed to be comforting baby Jesus, but this angel saw the baby and thought, you know what? She's not doing a very good job. I need to rock baby Jesus. So our angel took Jesus from Mary and started rocking her in front of everyone. I was laughing in my own pew watching it come together. I was sitting near the angel's parents and I heard her mother look right at her and say, you put baby Jesus back. <laughs> and I can remember the little sweet angel just smiling and looking right at her mother and she went. <laughs> she held Jesus the entire service. Took him back to the pew and everything. I have all these Memories of Christmas. It's like Christmas has this magical magnifying glass where memories of this day stand firm no matter what happens. Maybe you have memories of Christmas's past too. But even if you can't remember what you did last Christmas, maybe for worship, I think this whole season is designed to draw us backward. I mean, it's been almost 70 years since the film White Christmas was released, and yet many of us listen to Bing's crooning voice all these years later. I watch White Christmas every single year. I mean, I've, I've heard of Christmas morning memories from, from church members. I, one person in our church recalled when he was seven years old being given what he called the ugliest green shirt that has ever been on God's earth. Everything is about the past. Even Karl Barth, my beloved favorite theologian, says whether or not we know about it or think about it, Christmas reminds us of the secret of our age, our history, our life. Christmas is where we come from. It's where everything counts from. And during almost every single worship service, whether it's on Sunday mornings or Christmas Eve, most of our energy is focused on the gospel message. And yet tonight... I think more than any other time of the year, we are called to marvel upon not just what God says, but that God says anything to us at all. Because the that is no less miraculous than the what. That God speaks to us at all is a miracle. That God shows up at all is a gift. That God shows up for us is grace upon grace. 
Because God shouldn't. No matter how good we look tonight, and friends, you look good. No matter how good we look tonight, no matter how well we've been singing all the songs, we're all basically Grinches at heart. And even if we think we've got it all figured out, have you watched the news recently? The world is not how it, how it ought to be. All of us, in some way, shape, or form, are irritable and rude and mean. Some of us more than others. And yet God comes for us anyway. The miracle of Christmas is made manifest in the manger, in the tiny little baby born of Mary in the town of Bethlehem. It's the miracle of revelation that makes Christmas far more than any pageant or even worship service can lead us to believe because Christmas is actually not about recalling what happened in the distant past. Christmas is the celebration of the miracle in our midst. Christmas isn't just where we come from. It's who we are here and now. Of course, Jesus says from the cross, it is finished, and it is. Easter is the exclamation point on a sentence that begins with the incarnation at Christmas. But our knowledge of what happens, our knowledge of salvation, our faith in grace made flesh in Jesus is a miracle that has meaning right now. Martin Luther, the great Protestant reformer, preached many, many, many Christmas sermons. And in almost every single one of them, he says the same thing. The nativity of the Lord happens again and again everywhere the gospel strikes in the heart of a person. In other words, despite what the Grinch might realize at the end of his story, Christmas is actually about all the presents. It's about the present, this moment right now, the presence of God made for us in this present moment. But scripture doesn't really help us. Even Luke's gospel, I read it just a moment ago. It begins with the words, in those days, once upon a time, way in the past. But then something actually changes in the grammar of the story. Right after the birth of Jesus. The birth, oddly, is a blanket and you miss it moment in scripture. It's not even half of a verse. And we immediately leave the Holy Family, and we join the shepherds out in their fields. And when the angels sing, they do so in the present tense. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. To you this day. The angel points to the shepherds and points to all of us. To you is born this day. Regardless of who you are, whether or not you understand the message, whether you are good or pious, it's for you right now. All of us are living in the new day that God has made. Which makes it all the more wonderful that as we receive this gospel news, the declaration of salvation, the heavenly host shows up and they start to sing. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors, I think we are at our best when we are singing. I think that's why we flock to this worship service. I don't think any of us are here because we've got some superb architecture here at Raleigh Court UMC. I don't think any of us are here because we think Taylor's finally going to preach a good Christmas Eve sermon. I think we're here for the music, for the songs 
that bring light and life to the adventure of faith that is handed to us at Christmas. Tonight, when we sing, we are singing with all of the saints of the past and the present and the future so that all of us together can repeat the sounding joy. In my first church, we had a grumpy man, a very grumpy man. His wife always attended. She never missed a Sunday. His attendance was, let's say, a little more sporadic. And yet every time he came to church, I would see him sit in the same pew, and he always sat with his arms like this, leaning back with a furrowed brow on his head, so unhappy. And every time after the service, I'd go shake his hand, and he would say some version of the same thing, I don't believe any of that. A couple months would go by, he'd come back, he'd be sitting in church like this. I don't believe any of that stuff, preacher. I'd smile. I'd say, God doesn't care if you believe in him. God loves you anyway. And I watched his wrinkled brow become even more wrinkled. He kept coming sporadically. And every time he said some version of, I don't buy any of it. Until one Christmas Eve. It's a beautiful thing that's going to happen in a little bit. I'm going to scurry out of the room. I'm going to flip all the breakers and turn all the lights off in here. It's the same thing I did at that church. Grabbed my tiny little candle. I lit it from the Christ candle. I went down the center aisle. I started lighting everybody else's. We were singing Silent Night together, and he was all the way in the back, and I found him. And the congregation, we were singing the third verse of that hymn, Silent Night, Holy Light, Son of God, Love's Pure Light, Radiant Beams from Thy Holy Face, With the Dawn of Redeeming Grace, Jesus, Lord, at Thy Birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. And when I got to him, and I was holding my candle, I saw his face because he had been in the darkness and he had been weeping. Tears were streaming down his face. Weeping in the middle of the song. The nativity of the Lord happens again and again everywhere the gospel strikes at the heart of a person. The good news will hit you hard when you're not prepared for it, when you're not ready for it. Sometimes it happens in a song. Sometimes it just happens in a conversation. Sometimes it happens in the silence. But when the gospel strikes, Christmas happens again. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep as all the stars go by. And yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Christmas isn't about the past. It's about right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Amen.